breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Louisiana, Brandon Brown, joining us. Brandon, good morning. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning. Good. Good to be on again. It, this uh, looking is, forward to this morning. Thank you, sir. This is uh, <laughs> such an interesting story. Uh, it harkens back to the thirties when one of the most notorious murderous gangsters of the 30s was brought down on tax fraud uh, you guys were able to take down 24 Shreveport gang members from the step or die gang on wire fraud how did this how did this even come about how did you start looking into this well you know um, as, I, as I said in the presser the other day this is a, a group that I think everybody involved in law enforcement in the, the Shreveport, Bossier, um, the Soto Parish area, I mean, they, they, they know who these guys are. Um, and the public, they they even know uh, the havoc that these guys have caused. It's, it's no secret. Um, there's been a problem putting together a long-term investigation uh, concerning this group. Uh, so when COVID hit, um, we started discovering that, you know, not only these guys, but people all across America, when the CARES Act fraud legislation was enacted, um, were getting certain funds illicitly. Now, they, they were fudging the paperwork, um, you know, basically lying about numbers of employees, gross receipts, revenue, all of that stuff. And, you know, as we started pulling back the curtain, on um, some of these files, we, we noticed that some of these guys, yes, were, were, were involved in the same type of scheme. And, um, you know, it, it, we, we do wire fraud and uh, white collar cases every day. Uh, like you say, very rare that we do them on, on gangs or groups like this, I should say. Um, you know, money laundering sometimes, but, but rarely wire fraud. And I, I think a lot of people, when you think of a, a, a street gang, you think of, you know, slinging dope and, and doing drive-bys. But this is more of an organized crime effort. Well, um, yeah, and, and hey, you know, we we try to use all the, the tools in our toolkit um, to pursue justice. And this, we, we feel, is just one way. Uh, that we can do so, try and disrupt this this group, uh, kind of slow down some of the things they're they're doing. Um, you know, these crimes and white collar cases, um, sentences of imprisonment are driven by criminal history and and, and basically the, the amount they stole or tried to steal. We call it a loss amount. Um, so it'll it'll vary. Sentences in in, in this investigation will will probably ultimately vary, of course ultimately up to the court to judge. Uh, but we, we're, we're proud of the work that um, our local FBI office has done here. Um, our, our, our prosecutor on the case, Aaron Crawford, um, the PICDA, the Treasury, 
uh, investigative department. I mean, they, we all came together, even even some of our our local uh, Shreveport PD, uh, TFOs, and ATF TFOs, people that have been assigned to those agencies from our local police departments. Uh, we've all been chipping in to investigate this group for quite some time. We're not sitting Talking with U.S. Attorney Brandon Brown, you, you've uh, gotten 24. How many members are in this gang? How big of a, a, a hit did they take with 24 coming, being arrested? Well, we really don't know, to be honest. Uh, it's kind of a moving target when it comes to this gang. Um, you know, this one, and, and look, this is not, uh, this is not the only group um, here that's causing disruption here in Streetport. This, this is not the only one. Uh, let me be clear on that. Um, so we still have a lot of work to do. I challenge our prosecutors and our investigators every week. You know, let's 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 put our hard hat on. Let's get to work. Uh, but as far as this group, uh, you know, somebody asked that question the other day, and it's, it's really hard to say because uh, they're 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 loosely knit. Uh, that's that's the term terminology we use. And you know, they could be you know in the gang one day and have some kind of dispute, and they. They cross over to another one, and then the, the next week they're back. Um, but probably on a rolling basis, probably you know, anywhere from 25 to 40 people, if I had a guess. Brandon, let me ask you, the, the SBA recently put out a report that shows, and this number stuns me, I'm sure you too, um, that the SBA dispersed over $200 billion in potentially fraudulent COVID money. 200 billion that was fraudulent so this is 24 you have others to go after correct and if people are listening or they know people that maybe got some bogus money they weren't entitled to you want to know about it right absolutely and you know when when covid hit and like i said when this cares act fraud legislation was enacted you know all of a sudden um you know we had a lot of barbers uh, people selling hair out of their uh, apartments, uh, people popping up with landscaping businesses. Um, even even in this in in this investigation, some of them purported to have cattle farms, pig farms. Uh, so that's ingenious. Know, I give them an A for effort. Yeah. So so yes, there there are more to answer your question, Aaron. There there are more. And, and look, we, we, this is not the first indictment we brought concerning CARES Act fraud. We had one in, in Monroe, uh, a gentleman got sentenced uh, not too long ago, maybe three months ago, lengthy sentence, uh, that one of our AUSAs, um, you know, worked, um, East Lowell or, or tried to steal over $2 million, got a lengthy sentence on, on, on a white collar cases. And I think it was maybe a nine year sentence or something close to that. Um, you know, we got we got a few more in the hopper that 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 will be coming soon, uh, and a few more that we've done. This one, of course, has just gotten notoriety because um, it's linked to you know a violent crime organization. Can, can you stay with us? I want to talk about crime in Shreveport. You mentioned something that was interesting with regard to guns, and and I want to ask you some questions about that if we can. Okay, talking with U.S. Uh, U.S. Attorney Brandon Brown. We'll be back after the break. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
Talking with U.S. Attorney of the Western District of Louisiana, Brandon Brown, Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Of these suspects, I believe you had all but one in custody. Uh, what's the status with the, the, the final one? Have y'all had a, got a lead on where he is? I'm not sure. I, I haven't spoken with the Marshal Service uh, since the press conference on Tuesday. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. But as far as I know, he is still... Um, on the run, per se. Brandon Brown, let me ask you a question. Crime is is probably the topic in our community right now. You you are you're among us here. You uh, right now you're in Lafayette, but you're here typically the better part of the week. You see what's going on. You're in the middle of the fight. Um, are you taking steps through your office? to do more to get these gang members off the streets who are people will say it's the same 200 people that are that are wreaking havoc in our community do you agree with that i do um and it it may be it may be less than that um but but i I do generally agree with that that sentiment i think aaron well i know indictments such as this are steps that we're taking um, you know, proactively to try and be a part of the solution. As, as the lead-in was, hey, this is rare, you know, to use white-collar statutes to prosecute gang members. And I, I think we we have, like I said earlier, a little more work to do, or a lot more work to do. Um, you know, I'm hoping we can bring more wide-scale indictments. Um, we, we're going to continue to prosecute those who possess firearms illegally uh, to the to the fullest extent of the law. Um, when I was on before a few months ago, and I, I believe I talked about how in federal court we seek to hold those individuals without bond um, when they're brought in. They are a lot of the, I, I believe, a lot of them are trigger pullers here in the shreveport Bossier area. That's what we call them. Uh, we cannot prosecute standalone murders drive-by shootings, ag assaults. We, we, don't, we don't have statutes that allow us to do that. But there are other ways that we can insert ourselves into the equation and help the state out while they um, they keep prosecuting the murders and the, the drive-by shootings, attempted murders, things of that sort. Well, from what I understand, the 23 of the 24 that you've indicted uh, were already in jail. On other charges, is that correct? How can we keep them off the streets? Well, can are, are you going to roll these into a RICO statutes? That's partly true. Let me let me correct. Some some of them have been previously prosecuted before, and have gone to jail and and have gotten out. Um, well, there's our problem and, right there. Well, I mean, it just kind of depends on on whatever they were convicted for. Um, you know, it just depends on the sentence. Uh, as far as your your second question, hey, look, we're we're always looking to charge people that commit violent crimes and and and, and that are part of violent crime organizations. Whether we do that through RICO statutes, you know, by car, or like I said, standalone federal crimes that we can prosecute. And, and look, you know, we we have intel meetings with our state partners on a weekly basis and we're, we're sharing information. That's one thing I can appreciate, uh, not only in Shreveport, but Monroe, Alexandria, Lafayette, Lake Charles. We, we have great relationships with our state partners. 
and we're always sharing information and we're, we're trying to help each other out. Um, so I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. Are there some new things you're going to do in, in conjunction with other local leaders that you can share with us? I know they're having a public safety committee meeting next week. We had some more episodes over the last couple of weeks, another episode in downtown. Any new strategies that you're working on? Yeah, and I you know, I can't really get into the specifics of those, obviously, but I can talk about uh, some new things that we're working on from a a prevention standpoint that we hope uh, to to launch this fall in in our schools and in our communities. You know, I I think a lot of times if you go in and talk to high schoolers about these situations, oftentimes it's too late. Uh, so. Not all the time, but oftentimes it's too late. So if we can reach that, that upper elementary, middle school age group, I mean, it's sad to say, uh, but a lot of them are being introduced, um, you know, to firearms they shouldn't have, firearms they aren't responsible enough to um, to handle, to carry, and they're taking them to school. And, you know, they're not hunting with them. They're, they're taking them to school. They're carrying them around to the uh, malls and what whatnot. So... Uh, we want to get in our schools with our state partners and, and try to do some uh, awareness, some prevention. Look forward to hearing more about that. Thanks for your time today. Always a pleasure. You bet. Thank you. Brandon Brown, U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Louisiana. Mike and McCarty, 1017 Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Note to self, don't eat bread pudding at 9 o'clock at night. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah. Or a big, or a, a, can I say big ass hamburger? Yeah. Can yeah, I say can. that? Yeah, okay. It's too late now. Half of them. We, I, I half of them. I had half for lunch and then the other half for dinner last night. I'm just party animal. I'm I'm, not, I'm out till 9.30 last night. Oh, man. I'm, man, going crazy. That's you were up late. I was up really late. And when you get home and you had bread pudding, I didn't eat the whole thing, thank God. But I, you're like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I actually, I think I, 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 I turned them up. And and uh, about nine o'clock, okay, or or maybe even eight thirty because I read for a while. Mm-hmm. I've got my Kindle back out and recharged it, and I'm all oh, back in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, for me to stay out that late, I, you know, when people listening are going, "Ooh, you're a party animal. You're out till nine thirty. <laughs> okay, I get up at three thirty. Okay, yeah. so it's it's a you know one of those things on a weeknight. Nine thirty is late for for me on a weeknight. The nine thirty is really pushing it. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm a theater person, and I haven't done a show since we've started this mm-hmm. because you're at the theater till nine nine thirty. Yeah, and closer you get to showtime, ten o'clock at night. Right. Uh, so it, may, it makes that me would nervous. Be tough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, City Council Chairman James Green and other leaders came together yesterday for a new effort to try to combat crime. We're going to talk about that when we get back. Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
Full disclosure, I'm not real familiar about what you're... Okay. I, I remember there was a, a, a what two-hour prayer session, which yeah. I don't have an issue with. No, I have no issue with that at all. Somebody had an issue with... Mm-hmm. There should be separation of church and state. That's... Yeah, you're misconstruing separation of church and state. I'm but. not too worried about that. Well, James Green, the council chairman, called a news conference for yesterday, and the the police chief was there. Some other council members were there, and you know you can say what you want about James Green uh, and other council members that they you know on, on other issues. I've disagreed with him on a ton of things. They're not being quiet. They are stepping out. They're doing things that to some may not help may not make a difference they are trying and i and i urge you to you know when you think about what they've done well, what they, they should did, be doing this what they, they did yes right. what they did yesterday some are saying oh and, and it's not going to work it's going to have no impact you know whatever it's not going to mean anything to the people who re- really need to hear it well reverend green has an unveiled an effort called now peace and um, he is urging folks to put blue ribbons up around the neighborhoods. They're going to be putting blue ribbons up around the neighborhoods as kind of a, a subtle reminder to folks that if you think you might turn to violence, think again and think about pe- a peaceful resolution to your problem. And it can be from, you know, youngsters to, you know, all the way through. Now, are, will this message be heard by the ones who are causing all the problems? Probably not. Might it impact one person to change their behavior, their actions? That's all you can hope for. If it changes one, maybe it made a difference. And and that's where you have to think. You know, that's you got to give them an A for effort. And I but know a just, lot of people are going to rag on them and all that. I get that. Just creating more of an awareness is going to make a, a it, it it's it can't help but have a positive impact mm-hmm. just having more of an awareness and hopefully bringing communities together i i i do i love national night out mm-hmm. I, I i love the concept i love getting together meeting people that you don't normally know there is a there is a bond amongst your neighbors sure sure and 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 when you get to know them Mm -hmm. and hopefully in in the communities where the 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 crime rate is much higher if there's more of a bond between those communities between those neighbors less of a fear to speak out less of a fear of stepping up Mm -hmm. taking taking back your own community that's the thing and they and they are planning i think this is a great idea along those exact lines a now peace rally they're planning it at airport park i'm sure there will be others around the uh the community but airport park would be a great spot that you know that Moortown area has had some trouble you know with crime and and with uh violence um we just spoke with u.s attorney brandon brown he, and he said the percentage of people that are causing the majority of these violent issues, it's even smaller than 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 we had originally thought. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what right. he said? Well, we, we said, is it the same 200 people? And because we hear that from police all the time. And he said it may even be a smaller number than that. It may be, you know, only a handful of people or a couple of dozen. I mean, I don't think he gave a number, but, you know, that's the thing we have to remember that, it's it's not you know when we talk about oh it's a you know it's crime riddled city and all 
it's a few hundred people, a couple hundred, a few dozen perhaps, that are over and over doing these things. And occasionally we will have, you know, a, a domestic dispute that is thrown in, that things escalated, um, something, an oddity that happens. But typically it's going to be the same people over and over again. Now, here's where I would like to see Reverend Green and the other council members because the, they have typically, the, the liberal folks have typically been the ones that have said justice reform. You know, you can't keep just locking people up and throwing and forgetting about them. You guys have to also remember, if you want that, you're going to get the revolving door with the ones who are causing the problems. You have to find a, a, a balance to that. You can't be saying, oh, stop locking everybody up and throwing away the key. Well, then what's the solution? Because they've obviously demonstrated they can't work or play well with others. If you're not going to lock them up, then mm -hmm. what are you going to do? What do you propose doing? You have to identify the ones who are causing, wreaking havoc in your community, and you have to get them out of your community for good. That's right. That's what you have to do. And you have to stand up and say that, though it might not be popular to the folks that are on your ideological spectrum. You might have to say, look, there are some people we have to lock up. We have to keep them locked up. We just got to move in that direction. Yeah, and, and I don't understand the propensity of yeah, not keeping them locked up. I know. I know. Mm, anyway, yeah. I, I, we've got to take a break. I could go on. 1017. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. You don't have to do that anymore, Mike and McCarty. <laughs> I know we got Pete doing that for us now because we're big time. You wanted that, so I don't have to do that anymore. I know. <laughs> and then look at me. Here I, I am. Sorry, idiot, ultra maroon, muscle memory, the habit. <laughs> I know. I know. If I, I if, could, I, if you, every time you do it, can I throw something at you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you already. There's already enough instances of that. I got Big ammo here, and it's wet. Mm, my, oh, yeah. no, nothing <laughs> wet. It's just Kool-Aid. Well, not Kool-Aid. It's just my Mio water. Uh, I, it's sugar-free, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I saw something on the um, Humane Society of Northwest Louisiana. I just, yeah, in fact, I just posted it to, uh, to my Facebook page as okay. well. Um, they're asking for help. They've, they've got a picture of just a big empty shelf. Mm-hmm. Not good. They need uh, they need dog food, the canned, you know, soft dog food. Okay. Um, if you're not familiar with the Humane Society, it's on Juwella, Um and it's a no-kill shelter. Okay. Which is just wonderful. Mm -hmm. My wife does a lot of volunteer work. She pulls shifts there. On a regular basis. Their Facebook says it's on Linwood, so... That's what I said, Linwood. <laughs> I heard you, Ella, but I may be wrong. <laughs> it's, it's the old... Um, well, you know where 7th Tap is? Yes. Right there on, on Linwood. Okay, gotcha. It's it's just right toward the I-20. Okay. Just like a block from right there. All right. Um, and uh, and you can drop off things there, mm -hmm. uh, canned food. Now, they, they can use... 
uh, dog beds and blankets and, mm-hmm. you know, anything having to do with, with dogs. Right. I just they didn't like seeing those shelves of food empty. empty. I thought, oh, my. Yeah. Not not this time of the year when we have a huge need. I'm, I'm seeing more and more dogs just being dumped oh. because of this heat and inflation. And, and I mean, seeing, they don't take just dumps. You know, right? Oh, I know. But they've got cameras set up outside, mm-hmm. and and some people have like figured out. I'm gonna sneak around this way and dump this box of puppies over oh, here. Oh boy! And of course, what they're not they're not going to just disregard the box. You know, you have to take care of them. Sure. But uh, they uh, they they do some amazing work. The people that volunteer there that they have very little actual staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, it's just fantastically run. Yeah. And, uh, my wife does a lot of shift work. I can't do it because. Break your heart. It yeah. does. I want to bring them all home. Right. I just, I just, I don't know how they do it. I don't now, know. Now I help out in other ways. They're having a bingo night to raise money. Oh, cool. And, uh, I, I, I call bingo. Mm-hmm. We do pictures with your pets as, and, and with Santa. Can you bring your pet to the bingo? No. You can't. Oh, I okay. don't know. Maybe they. Maybe would some people fun. bring their dogs. That would be fun. Yeah. But we do pictures with Santa. Okay. And I, you know. They need help, though. They need canned dog food right now. Yeah. Check mm-hmm. out. You can check them out on Facebook, too, and you find bet. out exactly what they need. Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 7. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. This, you've got a story on keelnews.com. This is very interesting. Yeah, it's it's because at first, I I don't know, I I, I don't. At first glance, it's 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 it just it's tragic all around. Right. First of all, it it's just it's a tragic story. Um, a lady got rear-ended. Is that? Is, is that yes. correct? She's driving in, in traffic in Bozier. This happened two years ago. Um, rear-ended while traveling in traffic. Um, the car that uh, apparently hit her does not stop. So she follows that car, which pulled into the Willis Knight and Bozier parking lot and backed the, the, that car, the driver, backed into a spot. Um, and this woman who got hit pulled up and blocked that car in with her SUV. Apparently had called the police, um, we believe, and you know, to report she'd been hit. Now, let's give you the names. In the, in the, in the SUV is 65-year-old Cynthia Walker, and in the car that hit her SUV is 24-year-old Ramsey Aches. Um. When Miss Walker blocked in Mr. Aix's car, she apparently got out of her SUV and went into the back of it um, and got out uh, something. At the time, it was getting dark, or it was dark. Um, Aix claims he didn't know what she was getting out of the back of her vehicle. Um, Turned out to be a bat, I believe. And she approaches his driver's side window. Um, he shot and killed her, shot her several times. Um, 
she was rushed to Auctioner LSU Health where she was pronounced dead. Again, she's 65. He's 24. He's okay, now I'm going to ask it. Why mm-hmm. wasn't she just taken right in there to Willis Knighton? Well, she went to the trauma center. They were, they knew it was it okay. was really serious, so they had to get her to the trauma center. Um, and there was a Bozier police officer on the scene working security. He tried. I think he set a tourniquet. Um, he tried to stop the bleeding. Tried to get you know help for her. EMS crews were arrived real quickly. Um, Aches claimed all along that he feared for his life. He did not know what she was brandishing as she was approaching him. Um, her family has been very vocal in saying he shot and killed an elderly woman in cold blood. She she was not going to harm him. She was just had that to protect herself in case, because this is a man who, who fled the scene of Iraq and... and uh, had, and, you know, I don't know. Does he know he bumped into her? I don't know all that. I wasn't in the trial. I didn't hear all that evidence. All I know is the jury has found Ramsey Aches not guilty of second-degree murder. Um, the problem for her, I think, was getting out of her vehicle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I don't know. I think that was a mistake. Um obviously a life and death mistake for her because if she had sat if she had truly well, called she made the police, a few she made a few mistakes she did she did yes. and if she had just stayed in her vehicle until police arrived she could have gotten out and explained to them what happened and they could have probably taken care of this it's you're right mike it's an awful tragedy it's a, it's it is a tragic situation mm-hmm. uh now i know there are instances where uh sometimes uh a, a vehicle will get bumped intentionally, mm-hmm. but it's usually like in a, in a more remote area, and that's a pretext for something bad about to happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, like you, I wasn't there. I don't know the details. Right. But if if you... If she was in a position to follow, she could have gotten the license and the vehicle information and then called the police, which she may have done. Right. But but to you don't you don't aggressively approach and I and a vehicle I vehicle like if that. you're if you're listening to us, think about what you would have done. If you're in traffic and a car bumps into you and then goes around you and, and speeds off. Do you follow? Do you just try to get the plate and call the police, call your insurance company, or do you follow? And when you do follow, if you make that choice, do you block that car in when they pull into a parking spot? But then, again, I'm not, I'm not familiar with this particular situation, mm-hmm. but, but in general, my, my daughter was involved one time coming off of um, I-20 Industrial mm-hmm. at... Uh, in Bossier, turning on to 80, the, the, the intersection is different than it is now. Yes. A lady was in front of her, and, and, and Micah was looking to the left. Well, the lady was going forward, so Micah took her foot off the brake, hadn't even accelerated. The lady stopped. Oh. So Micah's forerunner bumped into the back of her car. Mm-hmm. Well, there was no damage. Right. N- none. I mean, it just bumped into the car. Barely but the way they lined it, yeah. up, it was an older car. And, and, mm-hmm. before, and, well, this lady got out. And, again, I'm not correlating that to this situation because I don't know this situation from Ms. Walker. Mm-hmm. But 
there was no damage. But the lady called the police, called the fire department, got taken away in an ambulance. Are you serious? Wow. And, the, and even the fireman looked at me and goes, where did it hit the car? Yeah. We're like, well, you know, so... How much damage was done is what I'm saying. Don't know. I, Maybe I, he didn't yeah. think he even did any damage. That could I, be I'm not too. defending. I'm just right. throwing, you know, possibilities out. I just, you know, and, and if you followed him, okay, and, and, and you blocked him in, would you get out of your car? Would you go into the back of your car and get something out? I know her family today probably has second guessed it, and you know, and I keep them in keep them in my prayers. They probably are like, "Gosh, why did you do that? Why did you get out? Why did you go to the back of the car? Why did you get a bat out or whatever it was?" Um, I, you know, because at that point, you're now escalating it. You're now becoming the aggressor, and if you've gotten what. Many would call a weapon out if it's a bat, if it's a gun. We don't know what it is if you can't see her that well. Mm-hmm. And then you approach him. Uh, the jury decided he was within his rights to shoot seven times. I, you know, I, you you're allowed to end the threat. Isn't that the law? Right. If you still feel threatened, you can continue to shoot. So. You know, this is a young man who, you know, he had been arrested. There was a lot of furor about how low his bond was and how, you know, it wouldn't have been treated. It would have been treated a lot differently based on the color of his skin, et cetera. This thing blew this community up for a long time. Well, now he is a a free man. He's been out of jail, obviously. He bonded out. But um, now the charges against him are gone and he can move on with his life. I'm sure he regrets that night. I'm sure he wishes he had done things differently. It's just, it is a tragic situation all around. Absolutely. There's no winners and losers. There's no good news in mm-hmm. this. Oh, tough. So, Real tough. Yes. Um, talk about the the weekend, movies in town, and your theater experience. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that next. All Mike right. McCarty. What am I- now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. So earlier we were talking about the new movie Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm, I'm going this weekend. And you're going to go see. Yes. I've been looking forward to it for a long time, but I just found out it's three hours. Three. <laughs> so now that's see, a that's, long movie. That's that's one I can I, I can wait till Netflix. Yeah, I want to see it. I love you know it's it. The story is intriguing. I mean, I'm, I, I don't I'm, believe me. I, I love going to the theater mm-hmm. and seeing movies. Um, the last one I saw was The Little Mermaid. Took my daughter. Wow. I know it sounds funny me know, saying that. I know, But I wasn't up there by myself okay, with a box of yeah. popcorn going, Hi, <laughs> I'm here to watch the movie. Yeah, I love mermaids. You want to come sit next to me? Got a mermaid fetish. Um, <laughs> no. Edit that, was that out, first, Ruben. <laughs> that was the first movie my daughter latched onto when she was like two years old, the animated version. So we went and saw the new one when it came out. I took my daughter. Yes. Uh, now the but, two men sitting in the back row behind us. Yeah, different uh, story. Yeah, or, or next, yeah. That, okay. I just don't get. And, but it and, was in Dallas, so I don't get the the Barbie movie. It, it is 
everywhere. The sets on the national broadcast have been changed to pink. There's pink sauces on foods at restaurants for Barbie. There are Barbie parties going on all around town. Um, it's a probably a cute little movie. Is it going to be the changing of the world that we've turned everything pink into? I can't tell you that I'm going to go see it, but I, th- there's it's a, probably not targeted to Bars are serving, listen to this drink. Bars are serving this Malibu Barbie drink all weekend. Okay. It is Malibu rum. Uh, of course. Natural tie-in. Cranberry juice and pineapple juice. It's the Malibu Barbie cocktail that bars are now serving up for the weekend in honor of this freaking movie. And 40,000 plus people have bought tickets to see Malibu Barbie, or it's not even wow. called Malibu Bar- Barbie, back to back with Oppenheimer. See, my daughter never got into Barbie dolls. She didn't even get into them dolls, period. Not yeah, American I was a Barbie girl. gal. But look, if you're going to go see Barbie so and Oppenheimer back to back, you need to know right now. Barbie's two hours. Oppenheimer's three. There's going to be a gap between them. Your ordeal is a six-hour ordeal. Do they sell uh, whole buckets of chicken at the uh, snack stand? (laughs) (laughs) Now, Ruben may remember this. I I remember one time they did a Planet of the Apes marathon at the movie theater. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. There's like five movies. Yeah, that was a lot. (laughs) I would have loved that. I got a text. This is pretty funny, and I'm going to read it to you. This is from LeVette Fuller. Are you ready? Let us have some joy. Barbie is happy glamour. There you go. We need a diversion. I get that. Absolutely. I get that. Just don't eat the movie theater hot dogs. It's probably worse than Circle K hot dogs. Oh, don't say that. Yes. Don't eat them. Now, when we were kids, my mom used to make popcorn in a great big paper uh-huh. grocery bag. Yeah. <laughs> that was our popcorn. And you didn't have to sneak it in in those days. Right. You just carried in your big grocery bag of popcorn. Somebody wants to take me to Barbie and pay for my popcorn and my ticket, I'll wear a pink dress. Holy No, edit cow. that out, Ruben. That's never going to happen. But you got to eat a hot dog. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> On a 1.7 FM, 7.10. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty. I am winning tonight. This is the night. Mega Millions, seven hundred and twenty million tonight. It's probably growing up, growing to seven forty, seven fifty. Wait, seven hundred and twenty million? Yeah, yeah. Mega Millions is still up for grabs. The, now we got rid of our big one. Powerball Power Power was Ball. Oh, Wednesday. Power, oh, okay, okay. I get. It. I got them confused. Yeah, there's two different ones, and we still have a monster one out there brewing. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, I have a ticket, and I'm, so after taxes and the you, the the one time lump salmon, you you get about two hundred bucks, right? <laughs> no. Okay, he's off the list now. <laughs> Scratch. Damn You're it, done. <laughs> so again, it's tonight. Mega Millions does theirs on Friday and Tuesday, I think. 
And Powerball. And how much? Is, so if you wanted to go buy one ticket, how much would that be? Is that two dollars? Two also? bucks. Yes, two, two bucks, bucks as well. Okay. So I have the five numbers that I play over and over again. Okay. And we'll see. But if if somebody hits it tonight, I'm gonna be so bummed because then that sign on the interstate is gonna say like twenty million and twenty million. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and, and every time I see that sign on twenty uh, near the fairgrounds change, I'm like, oh, Aaron's gonna be in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're I'm right. pulling for you. I just Thank want you, you to know. Yeah, thanks. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Thank you, Ruben. <laughs> You're welcome. Ruben is so elegant. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you you don't know when these mics are hot or not. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't don't take that for granted, Ruben. People don't know this behind the scenes. Ruben runs things. Oh, I mean, he's got a whip. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we don't let him. We don't let him whip us. You know, live when we're on the mics. But he's got one. Chief Wayne Smith says, "I know the tourist story in this room." He who has the most computers is the one in charge. I have, uh, <laughs> I have four screens in front of me right now. Yeah. He looks like NASA control over mm, there. Mike's right. got two and I've got one, so I, we know the hierarchy. Well, to y'all, I look like Wilson from Home Improvement. Even yeah. yeah. the top half of my head. <laughs> it's all I see of either one of you. <laughs> you do Actually. great work. You do great work. What is the news story on uh, Jason Aldean? Is it... Uh, it's you know the more I've, I've I've studied on this, it's just it's the more ridiculous it's gotten. Mm-hmm. If you've watched the video, uh, he has a, It's 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 actually not a new. I mean, it's been out for a few months now. Try that in a small town, and it's being blasted as this racist um, lynching promoting video. Well, mm. it absolutely is not. Right. And, and let me state first, I'm not a huge Jason Aldean fan. I've been in country radio a long time. Right. Um, it, it, I mean, I don't, it's nothing specific, just, just, you know, not a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this video and, and there was a, a big thing made about where it was shot, this courthouse, um, there's a, a, a company called Tacklebox. It's a production company out of Nashville, I believe, that does um, these videos. They do things, you know, like, like of course, this, this particular Jason Aldean song. Uh, but they've, they've done a lot of things. And they said this, this is a, it's the Maury County Courthouse, and mm-hmm. it's outside of Nashville, Convenience was part of the thing, but this courthouse has been used in a ton of movies and videos. Uh, Runaway June did their music video for their 2019 song, We Were Rich. Uh, There was a Paramount holiday film from 2022, A Nashville Country Christmas with Tanya Tucker and Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. 2009 film, Hannah Montana. I mean, this is a filming site that's been used for years. And they also said Jason Aldean did not select the location. Mm-hmm. And did not know anything about the history of it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with that. And part of the uh, part of the reason it's being blasted also is because it shows actual news footage of 
the 2020 riots that took mm-hmm. place throughout our country, where, by the way, dozens of police officers were injured, uh, police precincts burned to the ground, mm-hmm. uh, millions of dollars in damage, yes. people died, and but you can't you can't criticize the riots. In fact, New York is paying people thirteen million dollars. Rioters are being paid. Nuh-uh. I can't. Can't be. Anyway, the more I learn about this, it's just it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's cancel culture that has is again going to turn around and backfire. the The video is now number one. It right. was removed off of CMT and I believe uh, it was it MTV or one of the others. I don't mm-hmm. know. If MTV even still plays videos. I don't know who one does. One of the other ones. Mm. Um, but it's now number one. You know, oh. he's he's it's it's having the exact opposite effect. And we knew it would. I mean, we would who would have thought we would ever be talking about Jason Aldean on this show? Right. I mean, you know, we would have never done that if if not for the controversy over this video. So it's Tempest in a teacup. Absolutely. Something that has happened as a result of all of this stuff is now people are looking for things You know, like artists and stuff, you know, musical artists. They're looking for things that will get them into trouble because the publicity, you can't buy that type of publicity. Right. So you're, t- you you're saying the singers are like, oh, let's do something let's a find, little bit on the edge. Yeah, let's let's dance right on the edge of this to where is wow. it or isn't it, you know, wrong or whatever and see how much we can generate. Wow. Now, whether or not it's a good song, that's up to you. Yeah. But if you look at it critically and if you look at it objectively, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's promoting small town values. Micah McCarty. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. By the way, I don't know if you're a Tony Bennett fan, but he just passed away. Oh. 96 years old. Wow. Wow. Who? 96. Yeah. Mm. Now, he, he, he demonstrated his far left tendency. I know, I know. I, no, it's not the, not the time. Not the too time. Too soon, but- dude. It just died. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait till Monday. Okay. <laughs> Holy cow. Can I throw something at him? Yeah, you, you can throw something at me. <laughs> I'm not look. I'm not saying I'm glad he's dead. That's not what I mean at all. No, I know. No, incredibly talented. Think of the think of how long's he been doing it. I mean, he was singing two years ago. I was seeing him on shows. Was it even that long ago? Yeah, probably even more more recent than that. And and somebody was it um, Pink or who who did a a recent collaboration with him? It might have been Pink. I know he did something with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Thank mm-hmm. you. And she said he was suffering from dementia toward the latter years. Right. And it was difficult holding a conversation. But she said when he got on stage, it was like he rem- he he remembered everything. They went through the song flawlessly. Yes. You know, he was just absolutely perfect. And she mm-hmm. was just so amazed at his, at his talent. 
that brings when my mom was was uh, in her final days. If I would play music for her, mm. songs of her day that she loved, she'd start singing the songs. Isn't that amazing? You would have no yes. clue. She would. Music has a way, uh, you know, a, a, an unbelievable way of of connecting back to your brain somehow that you just know. And um, you know, Tony Bennett, what a legendary career! Unbelievable. I mean, he's doing dancing shows when he's in his 80s you know and i'm thinking god if we could all live such a life you know whether you agree with his politics or not oh, it shut doesn't up matter. i know, I know. i'm sorry i'm it, sorry it's like too soon sorry it is uh just an amazing career and 96 if we only all could live to that age i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Aaron. <laughs> but he's so active till the very end. Right. So yeah. active. Just and, and I do know people. I do know people that have that have lived, to, and, and you would never know it. They're, I mean, they're, they're like, oh, my gosh, they look like they're 60. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Just God. And if you look at the, the old pictures of him, oh, man. Woo, baby. Mm. Got to take a break. Michael yeah. McCarty, what a... One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Coming up later this hour, uh, Shreveport Little Theater is opening a production tonight. Anything goes, Cole Porter musical, very popular, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have somebody in studio. Not sure who were the, who they're bringing in. Okay, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, looking forward to that. Film industry in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Everything right now shut down, from what I understand. It looks like it, yeah. SAG after, after strike. Mm-hmm. I'm SAG eligible. I've had a few speaking roles. Okay. And that's hard to do, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't joined because I don't work enough to... <laughs> right, <laughs> you right. You know, uh, benefit from... Uh, from paying the dues, mm-hmm. Ruben, you said you you you're SAG eligible as well, yeah, right? Yeah, I had a I had a very so we'd sp- have to go on strike. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I don't yes. have time. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> y'all are out. Holy cow! I didn't even think about that. Oh, I know. The um, yeah. I but anyway, I was going to talk about. When, I, I do want to talk about that later this hour. Okay. Um, because uh, we were talking about the LSU professor. That just went on this rampage and left. A, he left a message on uh, State Senator Faisa. How do you say his name? Larry? Uh, I'm not sure. Hang on a minute. How do you spell it? I think F E S E or something. Fessy. It yeah. Is, was it Mike Fessy? Yes. Yes, Mike Fessy. Mm-hmm. But it was in uh, in the wake of the uh, veto session. That of course, when the uh, senators voted to um, uh, um, repeal Edwards's veto mm-hmm. of the, and I hate, I don't even want to say transgender care, right? Because that's not what it is. It's protecting our children, mm-hmm. and so they 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 repealed his veto. And this sociology professor, uh, Venable, from LSU, mm-hmm. 
left a voicemail, and I, and I know Moon played it yesterday. Yes. And and if you beep it out, there's very little you actually hear. Oh, he is so foul. He went, Aaron, how is that not mentally deranged? He went off the rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he lost it. Right. He's a he's an LSU grad student, for what it's worth, who has also been teaching. Um. And his name is Marcus Venable, and he wasn't happy about the override of the governor's veto. And he left that voicemail on Fessy's phone, and Fessy obviously released it. And, man, that's not the kind of cat we want teaching in our classrooms. I mean, we can't, I don't even want to play it because it would take Ruben two hours to edit it. It would, yeah. And, and we we like Moon yesterday played it, and, and Ruben and I were listening, and he said, "I'm going to play the unedited version." <gasps> and Ruben and I looked at each other, <laughs> and his and his producer came back, and goes, "No, no, no." no. Yeah, yeah, Brandon, Brandon lost it a little bit. He was like, no, mean, "No, no, 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 <laughs> no, we're not, no, we're not, we're no, we're not playing the edited version." Yes. Yeah, because it was MFs, and uh, I mean, oh, just. Yeah. Fat-headed MF and and oh, just yeah. What makes somebody do that? Why can't you call and say, Senator Fessy? Because you're unhinged. I think you're wrong. I, you know, you can be as as vocal and as passionate as you want about something without being so vulgar. It's it's the it's well, it, it goes back to the entire entitlement society mm-hmm. mentality, right? And if if somebody says something that you don't agree with, mm-hmm. there's no civil discourse anymore. Right. There's right. no, let's talk about this. I remember an interview years ago, Mike Farrell, uh, who played B.J. Honeycutt on MASH, mm-hmm. probably his most famous role. He did a lot of other things. But, and he's left, you know. Mm-hmm. But during the interview, he was so respectful, he was intelligently discussing his point of view mm-hmm. and i was like okay i don't agree with him but boy i love him for how he's presenting himself right exactly but exactly. that doesn't exist anymore no it does not and it's it's frightening and it, and if you know I, I i saw a thing that said you know if if um and and they i think they labeled it republicans and democrats which mm-hmm. is not entirely correct but it's like if you know if somebody on the right doesn't like a tv show well you change the channel yes but if somebody on the left doesn't like it cancel it cancel it nobody gets to see it Mm. i don't agree with it hurt my feelings right if they don't like a music video oh no it shouldn't be out cancel it Mm. i just somebody on the right doesn't like it you know you know what i'm not gonna watch it it's a problem. It, it, and so it, this guy, this professor, didn't like the way his representative voted. So instead of intelligently calling him and say, can we discuss this? Yeah. Because as as your constituent, this is how I feel about this issue. I strongly disagree with you. Yeah. But no, that's not what he did. He got fired is what he did. Not essentially. He's just not going to be allowed to teach in a classroom. That's what they're saying. I don't know. You know, will there be further action? I'm not sure. And then you have some defending him. It was right to free speech. He has a right to free speech. He can, he can curse if he wants. It's speech. Okay. He was almost threatening, though. He was. He was he saying was, he yeah. wished the guy was dead. 
He was going to mm-hmm. pour a martini at the guy's funeral. Yes. And, and yeah, I mean, he was, it was, it, it was, was spewing. Sick. It really was. It really was bad. I'm not, not, don't want that guy teaching anybody that I love. That's for sure. No, not, uh, no. Ugh. Sad, sad state of affairs. No doubt about it. 1017 FM, 710 Keel. My- now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. We went to dinner the other night. Uh, just some family. We went out to dinner, and they had on the menu. If we talked about this, I don't remember fried fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 the place had crawfish, but I wasn't. I, uh, I I don't know. I just wasn't ready for crawfish or something, right. which is odd for me because I'm always up for crawfish. Mm-hmm. But I said I'm gonna do I'm gonna do catfish tonight. And and he and uh, my brother in law said, "Well, look, it's not catfish." I said, "What?" Uh. And I got to looking, and it just said fried fish. Oh, and like I think a lot of people, you know, I, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, just like oh, you, you got it in your head, mm-hmm. catfish, right? But it wasn't fish. And I asked the waiter, I, waitress, I said, "Is this catfish?" No, it's sway. Sway? What the it's, heck is a sway fish? <laughs> I think that's how to pronounce it. Where do you catch sway fish? It's bassa fish, which is a a white fish imported out of Vietnam. Uh-uh. Now, look, not like catfish is some gourmet, no, you it's know, not. fish yeah. that you're you're substituting and, but but it it wasn't it wasn't I I I do love me some catfish. Mm-hmm. But it was just interesting to me that that's was something that they were using instead of catfish. I'm right. sure it must be cheaper. Oh, absolutely. I literally was in a restaurant last night and ordered a dish that is a, a grilled fish smothered with like uh, crawfish. And it's normally uh, like a snapper. And they came and said, now the fish is going to be tilapia instead. Is that Okay. And right. I was like, yeah, yeah, I wanted grilled fish. And I and so I thought, yeah, that'll be fine. But if they can't get the good stuff, they're substituting the cheaper fishes. Now, my, my son, he's a, a sous chef. And we I was asking him one time, I said, is tilapia okay? Because there's some restaurants here that have, you know, tilapia. Mm-hmm. And they say tilapia on the, on, for right. a fish. And I love fish. Uh, and he said it's actually several different very you know, varieties of fish okay. that are under the tilapia name. Ah. It's just a generic name. But it's a cheaper for a, fish. Yeah, for a, a, a different type, generic type fish. But it's a different taste. I mean, I noticed the tilapia last night. It's not the same taste as if I were getting a snapper. Um but I get that they, you know, what they got to. They, they actually ran out of potatoes too later in the evening. I thought the so restaurants are struggling to get, you know, all the stuff they need and make sure that the the guests are happy and, you know, have everything that they're, it's on the menu. They're struggling right now to yeah. take care of everything. It's a tough, tough business right now. I would not want to go into the restaurant. I've worked oh. in the restaurant business in yeah. several different places, 
Um, I would not want to go. I mean, think about Aaron. Think about the the places that we've loved over the years mm-hmm. that are gone. Yes, absolutely. I mean, in, in places you wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. You know, but over the years, they for one reason or another, and some it may not be their fault. Right. Uh, there was a restaurant downtown that I hadn't that I never made it to. Uh, Shababies, I think. Ah, okay. Great yeah. location, Texas Street downtown. Mm-hmm. Just recently closed. Now uh. they had the owners. I think had some health issues, so it wasn't a business, right? You know, a lack of business kind of thing. So there's many reasons. Mm-hmm. But but boy, what a volatile industry. Yes, definitely, definitely. Oh my goodness, I I, I wish them all the best. It's just a tough tough deal right now. Yeah. Restaurants is hard to be in. Hard to make sure everybody's happy. That's for sure. Coming up at 830, uh, just after the news here at the bottom of the hour, uh, Shreveport Little Theater opening a new production this weekend. Mm-hmm. Anything goes, a Cole Porter musical. Cool. And uh, we've got some folks going to join us. Nice. Next, Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. In studio, of course, this is this is my wheelhouse, Aaron. Oh yeah, I I I I'm theater geek from mm-hmm. I mean forty years now. Um, in fact, in studio with us, first of all, Garrison Gay, who plays Billy Crocker. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. I've never done this show. Anything goes. Cole Porter, classic. Yes, sir. Wallace, say your last name. Rosowski. Rakosi. That's what I said. Rakosi. <laughs> And I'm and I and I asked Wallace. I said so, um, and she goes, "Well, you and I did a show years ago." I said, "Really? What? I feel terrible." <laughs> 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 we did Sound of Music mm-hmm. uh, about sixty years ago. Oh my gosh, she's only I know nineteen she looks like now, she's right? Seventeen years old. Y'all are very kind. <laughs> you were one of the kids, the Von Trapp mm-hmm. kids. I was officially a postulant. So. so no, she wasn't one of the Von Trapp kids. Oh okay. no, I wanted to. Be. I would. I remember all of those. Those okay. were my children. Right. Um, but you. But you were in the cast in one of one of the nuns. Yes. Okay. That's so fantastic. Tell us. Fun. Tell us about anything goes. What is this about? Anything goes takes place on a ship and um in the beginning of the show you start out with uh billy and reno and billy is breaking the news to reno that they're best friends and he's telling reno about this girl that he's fallen for and um long story short billy ends up going onto the boat not with plans of staying but he sees the girl that he's fallen in love for and she is on the boat and she's leaving for london oh so he's met with this decision of either go back and forget about this girl or figure out a way to go after her so he does the most un this most ridiculous thing ever and stows away on a ship and just leaves behind his nine to five job and and he just um goes through this cacophony of disguises trying to keep his identity a secret and and also manage to win his girl over from her actual betrothed to is a rich englishman oh so. wow and and you are the the woman he's in love with yes Correct. yes her name's hope okay it's a love story but this is a musical Correct. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of great singing. You guys obviously are, are talented individuals. Well, and um, it's Cole Porter tunes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How can you miss that? And this is this is how this dates back to when? The 1930s. Mm-hmm. And so Cole Porter, uh, he wrote this back in the 1930s. There have been tons of revisions. 
Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of famous singers and songwriters who've covered his music, like Frank Sinatra and mm-hmm. things like that. And so it's just so awesome get, to get to sing some of these songs, like Easy to Love and De Lovely mm-hmm. and, and just all these beautiful, it's beautiful music. And um, that's one of the things that they haven't touched so much, which I'm kind of happy about. Yeah. Now you're... Uh, it opens tonight, is that correct? Yes, sir. At Shreveport Little Theater. So that means dress was last night, dress yes. rehearsal. How'd it go? You know, it was good. There were a few mess-ups, but I think that's you know, gives us the confidence for a good show, the old theater saying. Right, absolutely. Yeah, bad <laughs> but, dress, great open. Yes, and it, but it was, it's solid. I mean, we're, we're really having a blast. I felt like the cast really, really came together last night. And What size of cast is it? How about Ooh, I would it's say big. There are probably around thirty of us on that little stage, and nice. you know, Laura Beeman Nugent has done such a good job, you know, just creating these beautiful pictures with that many bodies too. You know, mm-hmm. family family friendly show. There's none of this Jack and Rose in the backseat, the car scene <laughs> oh. stuff, right? Um, no, <laughs> I would say parental. You know, it's up to the parent there, okay. and, and obviously, uh, you know. Don't bring a super impressionable young child and things sure. like that. But, you know, you can bring your kids it's and a have a, a fun family. I know, I know, I know. Family friendly. Well, he's yes. so witty in, <laughs> his, in his dialogue and his lines that, you know, so many things go over kids' heads. But, right, um, right. you know, we've really, we've really tried to keep it family friendly. and We've done a good job of that, for sure. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm looking at the website now. Tickets are available for tonight, but you guys almost have a full house tonight. Yeah. And so, but there are some tickets available. Uh, you can call the Shreveport Little Theater box office. Um, that's 424-4439, I believe. Three, area code 318. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also go online, ShreveportLittleTheater.com. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. This weekend and next. Correct? Yes, yes, Very ma'am. cool. Thanks thank, for coming in. Thanks Good for show. having us. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. 1017. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. You've got a story on Keelnews.com. Uh the verdict came in about this tragic case in Bossier City, the uh the shooting that took place in the Willis Knighton parking lot. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us tell us about how that came about, what 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 happened. Well well the story was it's uh two years ago, nearly two years ago, um a car driven by twenty four year old Ramsey Aches apparently bumped an SUV driven by 65-year-old Cynthia Walker. That was the uh, initial reports. Um, Aches did not stop after bumping into her car, and he pulled into the Willis-Knighton parking lot, backed his car in where he was going to pick up his girlfriend where she she worked there. Uh, Walker, who's, again, 65-year-old woman, uh, pulled into the parking lot and blocked his car in pulled in front of his car she was going to wait for the police so she followed him she after, followed him after, after the 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 bump the yeah. bump and we don't know to what extent that what that happened right right and he might have thought that he didn't do any damage he, he, i mean that it just depends be, on how yeah. hard or soft he hit the car that could could be I, I don't i know there were some witnesses who went who saw it that testified i, I wasn't in the courtroom so i don't know the exact 
uh, nature of the witness statements. She blocked his car in. Then she got out of her SUV and she went into the back of it and got uh, some sort of object. Uh, it turns out, I believe it was a bat or some sort of stick. And she starts to approach him as he's sitting in his car. He says at that point, it's dark, he feared for his life. He didn't know what she got out of the back of her car. He wasn't sure what she was retrieving, but he felt like she was being aggressive. And he shot her. She was shot, I believe, seven times. Um, there was a police officer working security at the hospital at the time. He rushed over, I believe, provide, put a, did a tourniquet um, to try to stop the bleeding. They rushed her then to um, Auctioner LSU Health, which is the trauma center in the area, okay. uh, which can better handle the kind of wounds she was suffering from, where she was pronounced dead. Uh, he was initially charged with first-degree murder. Um, the district attorney um, decided to try him for second-degree murder. The jury yesterday in... And this a, is the DA in Bozier. Yeah, Bozier Parish DA, um, Skylar Marvin. Mm -hmm. They tried him for second-degree murder. He'd been out on bond the entire time. The jury came back yesterday evening, around 6 o'clock or so, with a not guilty verdict. They um, began deliberations about 1.30. They asked for the, the autopsy and some photos at one point, and then uh, went back into deliberations and came back around 5.30 or 6 o'clock with a not guilty verdict. Ramsey Aches was free to go. Uh, the family, obviously, of Cynthia, Cynthia Walker, not happy with the verdict. They, you know, they claim he, you know, murdered an elderly woman um, in cold blood. But I imagine the family, if they, if truth be known, would would say, if we had it to do all over again, well, there were several. She mistakes. should have never gotten out of her vehicle. Several poor mm -hmm. decisions. Yes. That that led to those events. Yes. Um, first of all, following the vehicle. Right. Um, I might have followed it. I might from have. a distance, maybe. Yeah. I would have gotten the information, mm -hmm. license information, description of the car, and definitely phoned the police and said, right. "Hey, I just got hit, and they left. Mm -hmm. And here's here's who it is. Right. Here's where they are. Right. And let the police handle it. Mm -hmm. Driving up, blocking him in, not the right decision. Don't know that I would have done that. And and certainly not getting out of your vehicle. I never would have gotten out of the I vehicle. I mean, in in today's climate, no. No idea who you're facing. No, that you already know they left the scene. They may have something to hide. Um, it's just it's yeah. a shame. It's tragic. It, it's a tragic story. It really is. And uh, for for Mr. Aches, who's claimed all along he feared for his life, he feared for his own safety. Um, the jury agreed with him and came back with and, and found that he was justified in killing her. It's a horrible story for the for both families, no doubt. Read no all doubt. the details on keelnews.com. 101.7 FM. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. By the way, if you haven't heard yet, uh, legendary singer Tony Bennett just passed away this morning at 96 years old. Golly. That's what incredible. a career. That's incredible. What a career. How long has he been doing it? He's 96. He's been singing since in his oh, 20s, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Unbelievable. 
that's unbelievable. That, Suffering from Alzheimer's. Yes. Um, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I think, in 2016. And folks who had worked with him recently said that it was kind of noticeable. You could notice that there were things um yeah, happening. I saw an interview with Lady Gaga who said mm-hmm. that she they had done some duets and um, it was noticeable if you were to have a conversation and he was home with his wife and she was there in his home. Yeah. But when they performed, she said they brought him out on stage. Once he started singing, you, you'd never have known. Wow. You know, they say Glenn Campbell like would forget lyrics Mm -hmm. yes it it was noticeable on stage but tony bennett she said he was just flawless he began uh, his music career after uh, he was discharged from the army um and he began by listen to this this will mean he opened for pearl bailey in 1949 wow he had his first first big hit in 1951 uh was because of you 23 songs on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. The highest was I Want to Be Around. That was 1963. I don't even remember any of this. I mean, it, you well, know. Well, no, of course not. He's yeah, way before my old. time. Yeah, way before my time. But just a lengthy career. Um, he actually did two albums with Lady Gaga, two jazz albums. Because, of course, mm-hmm. she has a um, she has a voice of an opera singer. I mean, she could have been an opera singer. People don't realize that. So she did a couple of albums with him. She's incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. You bet. Whether you agree with what you know <laughs> her or not, right? Incredibly talented. We got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board that said uh, Tony Bennett sang with the Shreveport Symphony a few years ago. I'll be. I miss that. Yeah, he had come here a few times and um, had been. I know he performed at the Strand a couple of times. It, you know, such a talent. And he worked with so many people. He did some duets, mm-hmm. albums. A lot, yeah, a lot of the that duets. were so good. And he was funny, too. He was very funny. You would see him do some of these uh, comedy sketches and just um, quite a legendary career. I'm sure that this will be a the talk of the weekend about the loss of Tony Bennett. And, you know, what I like about it is when somebody like this dies, you get to start see some of these old things. You'll get to see some of these old clips of his music that you mm-hmm. would have never gone to look at. So I'm I'm excited to see it. It really is going to be great. Keelnews.com, you can read the story. There's a, a story there with a gallery of, of Tony Bennett through the years. So make it a great weekend. Um, have We'll be back on Monday. Mike and McCarty, 